Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. to the next episode of the imperfect podcast today we're going to talk about work (laughs) no kidding (laughs) that isn't the nerdiest thing ever (laughs) i don't know uh so today we uh just came up with a couple of questions that we thought we would just answer discuss um elaborate just more on our personal lives and our experiences I guess but it's a good kind of topic to be discussing because we often talk about on our show how we all don't know what we want to be when we grow up or we all don't know where we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to be doing or where we're going to end up or how we got here so it's a good topic to discuss and just kind of realize that All of our experiences with work in general seem to be kind of this, oh, I ended up here and then I was over here. And then some people it's, oh, I'm going to go to university and their straight path is a straight path. And, but nobody's plans are the same. Yeah. And a lot of times I, well, in my own personal life, and I see it happen across the board, you know, you can fly in out of high school and you're off to do something. And quite often the end destination is not where you thought you were going to be headed or where you even started out. So, yeah, I remember in grade 10, was it grade 10 or grade nine or grade 10 is when they started talking to us about you should start thinking about what you're going to do for the rest of your life and where you're going to go to university. And ironically, you don't really figure that stuff out for most clue until, well, I mean, geez, I just yeah sometime in the last two years for me so like you know right around 50 ish when your life's half done or more than half done then you're finally figuring it out right it's like after you have kids and I found for myself you know you go through these stages with your kids you know oh I can hardly wait till they stop doing that (laughs) and then there's they're on to some other new behavior and they let that last one go and then you're in the same boat but a different circumstance yeah I can hardly wait till they're done this stage and I can remember people saying to me you know treasure them while they're young and you know don't do too much housework and make sure that you spend all the time you can with them but you know yeah for sure when you're in the middle of it you're kind of like uh yeah here and you look back on I mean you're 25 my other daughter is 16 and yeah you're not little anymore and now I know what it means right (laughs) now that I'm on the other side and I can't you know I guess it's like grandchildren are great but uh yeah the same the same with work you don't 
often figure out who you are enough to know what you want to do or what your passions are until later on in life so yeah I don't think you've ever talked to me about um what it is that you initially thought like when the grade 10 Kathy was growing up what was her first answer what were you thinking you were gonna end up being when you grew up I had no real plan no real I I found that school didn't for me do a great job at looking at people who weren't in like traditional fields like you went to university if you wanted to I don't know become an archaeologist or if you wanted to be a teacher or a nurse or a doctor, you know, a scientist, something like that, or you went to tech school, which would now be known as the community college, if you wanted to do secretarial work or work on cars or, you know, that sort of thing. But besides that, there wasn't a whole lot of other outside of those lines. And many, many people don't, don't fit in a cookie cutter. And well, that's it. I mean, we and, did string art in grade seven, but you know, right. I kind of enjoyed your, your inner artist with that. I mean, yeah, it was cool, but we weren't having to memorize things either. So was it right. that, that was cool or the string art? So, right. You know. Yeah. So you don't know what you wanted to be. Well, the answer, I, guess. I remember they had come up with this initiative to make all the kids do the, the, you know, this test, I think it was called choices. And it said my two best picks were firefighter or archaeologist, actually. And archaeologist, I can kind of see. Yeah. Because you're uncovering clues and you're, you know, you're solving the Scooby-Doo mystery. But realistically, could I have waited or worked my whole entire career waiting to find that one piece of, you know, bone mm. or tooth. I and could so- not I know that would not be a job for me but right. it would it would be a long career <laughs> you know hope would give out after it. <laughs> yeah. and some people do work their entire career in those fields and never you know even people that go into research and never really discover anything so right I would think it would lead to a a crisis later on of like what did I do with my life did right I- yeah but some people that's just what they're interested in I guess but uh it's it's funny that you say firefighter and that's what my boyfriend's doing and um but for me it's I was always like for sure I was gonna own a business when I grew up and it was that way since like I was seven years old I say seven because that seems to be the prominent like age I remember of when I made this decision. I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't know. Very young, I had decided I was going to own a business. And then I realized as I got older that that wasn't at all what I wanted to do. And then to try to sit there and figure out, okay, I have these skills and I have these skills and together they can form this. And I could do these other jobs, but they're not very promising in the money department. But you know, I'd be interested in it or, you know, the whole, the whole time tick, 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 right. You need to make a decision and you need to make that decision to pick the courses. So we'll know, you know, and you're planning your whole life out when you're in grade nine or 10, like that's a pretty big, big pill to swallow. And, um, but 
yeah, it's just, it's, it's strange too, because like, and then I decided, oh, I'm going to be a teacher, went to university for like three months and realized really quick that that wasn't at all what I wanted either. And then I ended up in the dispatch emergency service. And then I ended up back at school and now I'm an accountant. So it's like this, there's no true like path. It's just like I hopped over here and then I was over here and then I was over there. And it's quite literally, I don't know, textbook worthy of you don't know what the heck you're doing. No, you don't. I went off to university because my friends did. You know, it had nothing to do with education. And really, the only thing it, uh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's about the only thing it taught me how to do is, you know, party and live with a bunch of idiots. So Mm -hmm. they probably say the the same thing about me, right? (laughs) Anyway, that lasted a whole year and a half. Then I came back and took French. That was kind of a no-brainer in our province. So Mm -hmm. I spent some time doing that and worked some jobs around, but then uh, ended up going to school to be, well, I, yeah, I did some work that I really did like. And then I ended up back in school uh, to be a youth counselor or youth worker and uh, did that for a little bit. And yeah, then co-owned a restaurant then yeah now it's now and I'm doing something completely different but really this is what I love to do and also a previous job that I had that uh, was working in the school system with kids um, really like that too so Mm. uh, I knew when it was time for me to re-look at things that the world had changed so much I, I really didn't want to uh, return to working with teens again. So anyway, I took a chance and now it's now. Yeah. And I think this was a long lead up for you, honestly, to where you were truly meant to be. Yeah. Um, because I see how much you love it now and everything, but it's okay to pinpoint that is one thing, but a whole other thing as well. I've talked a lot to my boyfriend about how like to watch him and his passion for firefighting and to watch his passion and his desire to learn more and I can hardly wait to work with this and all of this sort of thing I can't grasp or conceptualize what that feels like because I've never had that feeling of he knew from a young age that that's what he was going to do And he has been going through with it. It's a slower process than he had initially thought, but he's, he's living the dream, so to speak. So he's living out what he dreamt of being. And for me, it was, I, I said to him, I've never had a job where I've been like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to go and study this, or I cannot wait to go and do this line of work. I've never had that experience. And some people never do. But they they sell this, you know, live out your dreams. And when you go to work, it should never be work because you should enjoy it. But at the same time, everyone's sitting there going, okay, yeah, but I got bills to pay. So that's right. And some people do choose to get the more financially lucrative position Mm -hmm. or keep that position and um, fill that bucket of self-interest and passion with other things in their spare time. Mm. yeah. What's the favorite job you ever had? <laughs> Probably, and I'm not surprised by my own answer. We, um, I started a summer theater camp 
with my vocal coach from, I don't know, what grade would I have been in? When did I start with her? You probably started grade five or six. Yeah. And for a couple of years, we were just, she was my vocal teacher. And um, it was kind of like, you know, when you go to guitar lessons or piano lessons, I went to vocal lessons. Um, and we decided we were going to start a theater camp. So we kind of did, she kind of fronted, fronted that. And I helped her with like the choreography and things like that. And then several years later, she had decided she wanted to step back and then mom stepped in. And honestly, like it was a lot of work. It was stressful, but um, I'm not surprised that that was like, that's the first thing that came into my head um, because I am a creative person. So that was a creative outlet for me. Yeah, it was super fun, but condensed. Yeah, it was stressful. And the lead up to it was a lot. But to see the final production at the end of the week, it made it all worth it. What we pulled off and what yeah. we pulled off in like a week, less than yeah. a week. And see them be proud of themselves. And I used to go to theater camp as well. So I knew what that felt like. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of full circle. But yeah, that was probably my favorite. What about you? It's a lot of fun. Um, well, I've got some really funny work stories. I used to manage a canteen in the summer. Um, and I also worked, uh, I, and doing that, we had to make oodles and oodles of cotton candy. So I have some interesting cotton candy stories. Um, also used to work at uh, a hot dog stand in front of the nightclubs. So some more interesting <laughs> stories there mm. of a different kind. Um, but overall, I think when I was working for the school district and helping French kids learn English or, um, yeah, I worked in the school district a couple different times and it was obviously both with you. So I could have seen myself becoming a teacher that comes naturally to me but um yeah I just hmm. I, I like working with other people and you know psychology kind of things too so those are always interesting jobs for me and I think the most fulfilling because I was dealing with people one-on-one -on -one. Hmm. Well, that makes sense yeah um let's look at another question here um who has been your most important professional mentor do you know one off the bat I've got about three <laughs> and I don't know maybe it's not appropriate to name them one would two of them are very close friends uh, of mine and I've learned a lot through them um the other one I would say would have to be my professor for acupuncture mm -hmm. yeah she she's pretty cool yeah she is pretty cool <laughs> uh, and and opened up a whole new world to me that I wasn't sure that I would be good at and she's been patient and kind through the whole thing you know I had gone through a lot of struggles during the time that I was taking the course and yeah she was pretty supportive so she yeah and I've met her myself and she's pretty cool and she's brilliant 
so much knowledge, like so much. So you, I think you could sit there for a month with her and she could talk straight for a month and she'd still have more to say because she has so much knowledge. But yeah. And it's so, it's so broad and she's seen the world and she's seen Mm -hmm. different uh, experiences. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. um, While you were answering, I was also thinking of who would mine be. Um, I'd probably say the woman that trained me at the dispatch center that I was working at and it was just a short period of time um my initial contact with her was I don't know it was kind of I don't know if edgy is the right word but you could tell that she wasn't there to make friends she was here to train you and that was how it was going to be Um, and I'm very much a people pleaser and I don't, I kind of fear authority a little bit. And so it was kind of like, I was shaken out of my boots kind of thing. Um, but no, at the end of it all, I really appreciated her because she pushed me past what I thought my limits actually were. And it was through kind of that hard mentality of, you know, I don't care if you're upset you got a job to do, let's get with it. And it was hard in the moment, but I realized how much more I'm capable of than I really thought I could. Mm. She sounds like she would have been a good manager. Yeah, no, she was a really good manager. I can see why she got the job and she, uh, she had multiple positions, but uh, for that, I don't six to nine weeks or whatever it was, she was, her purpose was to bring us from nothing to something. And she did. Right. Yeah. And so we talked about the favorite job that we both had and what would be your least favorite job. Um, Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's different ones for different reasons. The first one, um, I'm just thinking of two specifically. The first one would be um, at a restaurant that I worked at. Um, it was a totally new environment for me. Uh, with new people and I anyway it was just something new for me and the owner was less than reasonable so that made that job just overall harder um, without getting into details and um, the other one ironically would have been at that dispatch center but it's nothing personal it's just I got out of that job. I think I worked there for a good six months. And when I left, they tried to make me stay because I did have compassion and a heart for people. So I did the job well when I was speaking to people in distress on the phone, Mm -hmm. but my heart couldn't take that. So it's Mm -hmm. nothing about anyone in that job in particular. It was just the nature of the beast. So, right. Yeah. What about you? What's up? cotton candy (laughs) well that was actually fun um I would say the position that I had where I had to do accounting yeah books ouch (laughs) well it's just not my thing right I'm not a math person and um I did the job because it allowed me to be around you guys more and be at home and work from home so that part of it worked well but yeah, I just, it wasn't definitely, it would have been on my bottom of my list of things that I would like for a job. Um, 
one of the main reasons would be because, and I, I mean, I really didn't make any huge errors, but I'm dyslexic with numbers somewhat. Mm. So that was difficult for me. And even like to look at something that's more than a couple digits long, like that's very difficult for my eyes. And I don't know if it's something about aging, but it's almost like they reverse or they jam too close together. And it's like trying to get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich apart. It was interesting. And where did my math and my number of things come from? Because I am not like that at all. I could read a 10 digit number out loud and be able to turn around and write it on a piece of paper and not have a problem. Can't barely remember your phone number most of the time. <laughs> so how did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And the the other one that's kind of funny is what I already mentioned was uh, working at the hot dog stands. That was a lot of fun at times. At other times it wasn't, you know. Um, the people coming out of the bars late at night were not always sober or well-behaved or that sort of thing. Right. Feeling well. Um, well, yeah. Also, yeah, in the wintertime, about mid-February, that was not a cool job to have. I bet it wasn't. I can, yeah, trying to push the hot dog cart down from where it was located down to the main street. And there was two or three of us that would go at the same time. And my shift started at 10 o'clock at night and usually didn't end until 3, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Oof. So, yeah, mid-February when the wind's just whipping down main street, not too much fun and I can remember wearing like four or five different layers of clothes and it was all covered by a huge snowsuit that <laughs> I remember going in to pee somewhere and not being able to like do my my jeans up underneath the big snowsuit and after a while you're just like okay whatever I'll just right no suit but yeah and I think I have some remnants of that now in my fingers like when weather happens like have some issues in my joints from time to time so yeah that was a kind of a different job experience yeah um <laughs> when do you get your most work done in a day I think I already know the answer oh definitely one. before lunch I can get yep. more done in those hours than if I spent the entire rest of the day from noon till 12 midnight I couldn't get as much done as I do in the first half of the day what about I'm you? the same and that's also why I go to the gym in the morning because otherwise after work in the afternoon I'm like tomorrow sounds like a good idea <laughs> so I guess that's more about just personal style because there's some people who function better at night right that would be my boyfriend yeah. he, from right up until lunch he's just like oh like let's just relax and like by 10 11 o'clock he's like I guess I'll have a coffee and I'm like did you eat yet and he's like yeah well I'll just have lunch and then he starts his day for me right. by lunchtime I've already gone to the gym had my breakfast had my coffee started my job had a shower like and I'm like come on let's go and for him he just works in the reverse and I think that's a lot to do with what we started the show talking about is like it takes you a good part. I mean, you're 25 now. So you've been out of school, what, eight years, seven years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, that doesn't always hit somebody right in the face. Like, hey, I'm a morning person. So maybe I should strive for more of those type of early bird jobs. Or, you know, maybe I can do the night shift and I'm more comfortable. That's a good point. 
it, you know, a lot of those things that, and something else that comes to mind just at this point in the conversation would be, um, I recently had a discussion with a friend about how all these, like when I went to university and I was living by myself and, and, you know, some of these jobs that I've had that were less than perfect or whatever, all of those teach you how to overcome. So as parents, sometimes we want to make our, especially now in this generation, um, we want to jump in and make things easier for kids or give them the drive or, you know, figure out the problem for them. But really in the time that I grew up, there wasn't a lot of that. Like, Hey, if mm. you wanted to go to the village, you'd have to call you know, you didn't expect your parents to drive you around all over the place, or maybe you caught a ride, maybe you walked halfway, maybe you hitchhiked, whatever. And I'm not mm. hitchhiking, but all of those things and getting myself out of certain situations or through certain situations, they really help shape who you are and develop your self-confidence. So as a parent to take almost like we're robbing kids of the ability to achieve and become more confident in their own skills of getting themselves out of situations absolutely and I don't know maybe that's just a generation of people please people pleasers and problem solvers and they just want their kids to have every opportunity that they didn't have um I think it'd be many things right excuse me I think it's that combined with everyone's doing it right so if you're the parent that doesn't then you're a terrible parent sort of yeah even though it's you know I mean would I see my kid walk in pouring rain if I was able to go and pick them up no definitely not but you know there also creates uh an entitlement for uh kids that have everything done for them too right right exactly um maybe we'll do a couple more questions here I'm just seeing um what's one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life that's definitely supposed to do that one because I was going to read it to you just as you started reading it oh okay well you can answer it first one two three not it okay let me reread it focus Kathy what's one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life um my my current circumstances or anything overall you mean let's do anything overall Ooh, I didn't prep this one <laughs> I kind of have one okay um, go. so I'll, we can I'll try uh, to think can... and not listen to you <laughs> wow okay um for me it would definitely just be to listen to your instincts that's just a generalized one um it's not really job specific but in almost every job I have have had Mm -hmm. um there has come a point in time where whether it's obviously I've left jobs before because I don't currently have six or however many jobs I've worked over my life so far um there comes a point in those jobs specifically where you're kind of thinking about leaving and you kind of, Oh, let's just brush it off. I'll think about that some more. And I mean, I'm not saying you should make just random decisions on the fly, but um, I, again, I'm a people pleaser. So a lot of times I stayed a lot longer 
thinking mm-hmm. that I could help them out. And meanwhile, I was hurting myself in the process. Um, obviously that's not relevant in my current job because I love my current job and I'm not planning on leaving. Um, but in that sort of same kind of context, um, I guess maybe more the moral of the story is to stick up for yourself. Cause again, the people pleaser thing, um, it took a bit for me to learn a lot of my positive feedback. Um, but constructive feedback in my current job has been in the past that I'm too nice when I send emails and that's why I sometimes don't get results so there's a way to be polite but to get what you need and ask for it and don't be afraid that you're going to hurt someone's feelings or if they haven't followed up with you like that's on them that's not on you so that took me a bit to kind of learn and it's I'm still learning but I find I've become a bit more okay, like it's been three weeks, I need an answer mm-hmm. rather than, hey, just wondering, yeah. could we like figure this out together, smiley face? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just learning how to trust your gut and stick up for yourself. Yeah. Um. While you were talking, I had a chance to think. So for me, it would be accountability. Um. Not that I ever really had an issue with accountability because of the way I was raised um, and my, I don't want to say fear for authority, but respect for authority. Uh, so I didn't struggle too much for that, but I did see the other side of it where, you know, if you're a part of a team or you're a single employee um, that has a task to do, people are counting on you. And if you can't be accountable and you can't do what you said you were going to do, you can't show up. I mean, yeah, sickness happens, but a lot of time it doesn't happen as much as people would like us to think it does. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I think it's about being accountable for yourself, but to other people. Yeah. It's funny how we, what's that? That would be my answer. Uh, It's funny how our answers kind of intertwine in some sort of way um but yeah I guess um we've talked about a lot to do with jobs so maybe we can stop it there for today but um we just thought it would be a good time to talk about just freely about our own experiences with in our jobs and in the past and how nobody knows what the heck they're going to be when they grow up (laughs) and that's why we ask what's that even when they grow up they don't still a lot of times now or you know you see it a lot people trapped in just exhausting positions that they're not enjoying and I had this discussion with another friend just recently about if you're giving all the time for your employer and your kids and your friends and your whatever you're draining out of the bucket right and you're not filling the bucket back up with things that you enjoy that nurture you then yeah you're going to get burned out and exhausted. It's not a good scene. So if you don't have a job, if you're not fortunate enough to have a job or a position that you really enjoy and that, you know, does give something back to you, then, then maybe it's a good idea to, to take that one night a week. And, you know, the feeling of exhaustion can be overwhelming to say like, Oh, I haven't got time to go to the gym or I haven't got time to join that pickleball league or whatever it is you know do the scrapbooking but 
it really, yeah, it's kind of a struggle to get started and to make the commitment to go. But I think in a short amount of time, I've personally uh, experienced it myself in a short amount of time. It's something you become, uh, you know, part of your week and you really start to look forward to it for yourself. And just as a last note, um, while you were saying that, um, I heard or read somewhere that it's funny what we will do and how early we will get up for other people to go to their dreams and work for them so they can pursue their dreams. But what we won't do and get up or get early or do for ourselves to fill our own bucket. That's so true. Eh? You'll get up at five to go to work because you're expected to be at work at five 30, right. but will you get up at five and go to the gym? Right. Maybe not. Or so. pick that extra time to whatever read that and if you don't have time to read during the rest of the day, yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be an hour-long procedure either, right? Right. Just 15 or 20 minutes to kind of get things started on the right foot. Definitely. Right. That's yeah. a good that's a good uh, good thing to bring up here. So yeah, I feel it's quite relevant. And when it was said to me that one time, just her if I read it somewhere, I can't remember where I saw it or heard it or what, but it's so true because if we don't like we're, we're so willing to get up for other people to do other things for them, but for ourselves, it's like, Oh, I'll just sit on the couch and scroll on my phone. Like you're investing in those people, but you're not investing in yourself. Like call it, fill the bucket, fill the cup, um, do things you enjoy, whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in for another episode and We will be seeing you next Monday. Bye. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week. week.